You're listening to Fit Girl, Your Guide to Getting in Shape. This is podcast episode number 214. In this episode, more ways to burn stubborn body fat, quick fit club training, and how to turn yourself around on those down days. I'm Kira Langolf, your host and guide to getting in shape. As a professional fitness trainer, it's my job to get clients in shape quickly and keep them healthy. In this podcast, I'll reveal to you the shape-up secrets I use along with training, nutrition, and motivational tips and advice. I'll set you straight on what works and what is a waste of time, and I'll be your guide to your best body ever. Check out my websites at fitnessmakeover.com and coachkira.com. And now here's episode 214. Well, you ever have one of those days where it just seems like nothing is going right? Well, that's kind of how it's been the last couple of days. It just kind of seems like whatever I need to do takes twice as long to get it done, but eventually I do get it done, so I guess that's the good side of it. Now, speaking of getting things done, what we're going to talk about today is uh, some of the Quick Fit Club training. Now, if you were on the um, pre-list, then you may have already gotten some information and maybe even signed up for it, because right now we're still working on the Quick Fit Club, but... We've already gone past the original launch date. So what I've done is opened it up for everyone to go on down there and get a free membership. So you can kind of test it out and give me some feedback so that if there's some mistakes or links that are broken or if it just doesn't make sense um, or you have questions at all, I can kind of get those all cleared up before the official launch, which I'm not going to put a date on it this time because I'm not really sure. But just to give you an understanding, um, there certainly is a lot of information on there that you can read to see how to go through it. But the The whole concept is that it's made to be simple so that you can just log in, click a button, do your workout, and that's it. Yeah, there's other resources there if you need more information and help on food choices or recipes, um, motivation in the form of some of the different themes and focus items that we're going to have there. Those are the things that are going to help create those healthy habits that become permanent and that basically help you maintain whatever weight loss you have, or at least just a good understanding of what to do and what not to do. Now, the workouts are designed so that you have four workouts each week. Actually, it's three, and one is optional. That would be your your yoga stretch, which is always a great thing to do uh, at the end of a week just to get those muscles loose and just to relax a little bit. So each week, yes, you'll do the same workout. However, each workout and each week, you should be progressing. You should be using a little bit heavier weight, or maybe you should be doing all of the repetitions. The main thing is to get stronger, because if you get stronger, you boost your metabolism, and that's what burns calories when you're not even moving. And, of course, that would be the key to your permanent weight loss. So some people might say, well, why should I do the same workout? Well, because your body has to adapt but to a point, which is why you change it. So given about four weeks is the the point of time where most people's bodies will start to become accustomed to whatever they're doing. Now, it also depends, of course, on your training level. If you're a beginner or if you're advanced, you know, your, your training times are going to be a little bit different. So it's kind of a good medium way to go so that we can kind of get everybody in line there. So as you go through the workouts, keep thinking each week, and I'll remind you each week, that you should be going a little heavier, a little more, um, whatever you can do to make it a little bit more intense or different. 
Now what I seem to find is that most people in the first week are either learning some of the exercises or they're kind of perfecting their form or they're just kind of getting familiar and comfortable with how I teach and how the classes go. So the first week is not always your all-out effort. And then the second week, you're more comfortable with some of the exercises, and you can do them, you understand what I'm trying to convey, and then by the third week, not only are you confident by the exercises and what you should be doing, but you're starting to get an understanding of how to feel the muscle working, how to isolate that muscle, and how to make sure that you are only using that muscle and not using any momentum or any bad form or anything at all. So you really got a lot of focus on that third week. And by the fourth week, if you haven't already increased your weights, then you definitely will be able to by the fourth week. And you'll also have that mind-muscle connection that makes the huge difference in whether your workout is productive or just a waste of time or going through motions. Because it's that mind-muscle connection when you use your mind to really connect to feeling your muscle doing the work it's supposed to, and of course the correct muscle, not the ones that are surrounding it, but really focusing in on that that's going to make a major difference. And that's how you get more done in less time. Because it's not just about throwing around the weights. It's about getting that muscle, one particular muscle, to do a certain movement. And that's what gets results fast. And when you can tap into that right away, then you're definitely going to see some amazing results quickly. Now, speaking of amazing results, you may have seen some of my clients and some of my gym members on the different success pages and results pages on fitnessmakeover.com. And typically with this type of workout program, they'll lose anywhere between one to four or five inches in the first month. So that's usually an inch or two off the waist, off the hips, um, maybe off the upper body, but not as much comes off of there just because there's usually not as much to lose. And then of course the poundage follows. It doesn't always go inch and poundage together at the same time. That's why your measurements are so important. Your poundage usually drops like a couple of weeks later. So the measurements are where you want to look at and how your clothes fit. Don't worry about the scale. It will follow through. But when you think about the fact that maybe five inches on your body is a whole another dress size or two down versus the two pounds that that might equate to, you're going to see that it's not important to look at the body weight. So how your clothes fit, what your measurements are, that's what we're focusing on each month. And that is the key to the Quick Fit Club is that your workouts are changing each month. So everything's fresh, your focus, your themes, um, your recipes, everything is all new each month. So you have always something to look forward to if there's certain exercises that you don't like and you think, uh, I just gotta make it through this month and then I can change it. So, or actually you don't even have to change it, you just follow me and we'll do it together. So that is definitely the biggest point about Quick Fit Club that we want to make sure everybody understands that you know what, it's it's evolution. You know, it's, it's working with the trainer. The trainer gets to know you. You have feedback. Um, we're still trying to get the weekly chat system set up. That's what's kind of holding us up right now because we want to definitely, that's very important. Um, and your trainer starts to understand how to work with you and how your body responds. And, you know, on a whole, I can kind of meld all that together for everyone and make the workouts accordingly. So it's always going to be a process and it's always going to be changing. So until we figure out the exact launch date when everything is completely in play, um, especially the, the weekly chat system, um, it is going to be open for free memberships. 
So you do need to go over there and sign up. That way, when we do get that weekly chat established, or if there's other things that I need to test, I can contact everyone and give it a try. I don't know, you might get a couple of free months and we might even just end up putting up the videos and start officially in January. So I don't know, don't hold me to it because I'm not sure how things are gonna go. As always, things always take longer than expected, but that is a good thing for you because you get to enjoy all the workouts and everything and stay focused. Um, the other thing, just real quickly with that workout system is that the workouts are usually less than an hour. Most of the time they're between 30 and 45 minutes at the most. So that should save you some time. Of course, you're doing it at home. Um, they will be streaming, so you can do that uh, from your iPad or your iPhone and or wherever, wherever you are. So I hope that kind of gives you a good idea of everything. So quickfitclub.com and click on the uh, link to get started, and there you go. And of course, your feedback is so important, especially as we're kind of creating everything and making sure it all makes sense. So keep checking it. Things will be changing each day. And of course, give me some feedback. Okay, um, that's it for now. Let's get on to the rest of the episode. Now in nutrition, we're actually coming to the end of our series of ways to burn stubborn body fat. Now we're kind of getting to some of the really, I guess, more minor ones, but some also important ones. So I guess you got to just figure out for yourself. So one thing that helps is green tea. So kind of sipping on some green tea either throughout the day or maybe in the morning if you don't like coffee or whatever, because it does contain some caffeine and some other components that have been shown to increase calorie burning. I mean, caffeine itself does that, um, but of course some of the little after effects are also more energy so that you will be, feel better and burn more calories because you're actually doing more. So these different compounds can help you actually burn maybe an extra 100 or so calories a day. And that can make a difference in maybe whether you're reaching a plateau and you need to break through but you don't want to restrict your calories or you don't want to do excessive cardio or excessive exercise at all. Um, that extra 100 adds up. So to maximize your fat loss, of course, you know, your calories do count. They're not everything because it's all your whole body, what you eat, how you're moving, all of that all together, but a little bit is going to help. So if you find that you're at a plateau or something, then you might want to just try adding in some of the green tea. And since it does contain some caffeine, you want to have it earlier in the day or pre-workout would be a great way to do that. Now it doesn't have to be hot tea. You can certainly make it iced tea as well and get the benefits. Now the next tip, and this is going to confuse you, I know, is fat. Yes, fat that you eat will help you get leaner. A lot of times we restrict the fat so much that your body doesn't know what to use. So if you have to eat less carbs, then increase your fat intake a little bit. Now, it doesn't mean you have to go crazy and have a very high fat diet, but it's a compensation there because you do need your calories and you do need some healthy fats every day. Now, I know a lot of times people think that they're just getting it in their regular foods and you do get that in some of your chicken and different things, but a little bit of olive oil, um, a handful of nuts, walnuts, cashews, almonds, those are the kind of things that can give you some of those healthier fats. And dietary fat can make your body much more effective in using and burning fat 
as long as your calories and your carbs are under control as well. So it's always a balancing act, but sometimes take a look at your diet and say, are you getting in good levels of fat? And also that kind of goes along with some of the oilier fishes. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think of some other things. Cheese can help with that too. So it's, again, all a balance. And it might be as simple as just throwing a couple of sliced almonds on top of your salad or on top of your fish or something like that. But don't completely avoid it. Just make the right healthy choices for fats in your meal plan. Now, the next thing is your thyroid. Now, everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people have issues with the thyroids. A lot of people say they have issues, but they really don't. It's kind of an, their excuse for um, gaining weight. And you really don't know for sure unless you have it tested. So if you say, oh, my thyroid is, is slow, it's messing me up, I'm gaining weight, and you've not had it tested, then you don't know that's the cause. So if you suspect that at all, certainly go to your doctor and get it tested. It's, you know, it's not going to hurt you, but it's certainly going to give you some more information that if there is a problem there, you can get help. And if there's not a problem there, then you know it's some, something in your lifestyle habits that's making your body weight go up or maybe not making your body weight go down. So when you eat less and you're trying to get rid of body fat, a lot of times um, if you restrict too much for too long, your metabolism will adapt downward and that's not what you want and it, because it's actually going to make your body sustain on fewer calories. So you want to change that with the added muscle. That's why the weight training is so important for weight loss because the added muscle speeds up your metabolism and that helps to undo some of the damages that are done when people do either excessive cardio or diet too strictly and maybe do impact the thyroid a little bit. Maybe not enough to make a huge difference, but certainly enough to prevent you from getting to where you want to be. So if you do have issues with that, then you might, of course, talk to your doctor first, see if there's anything, medications or whatever that can help you. But phosphates have actually been shown to help quite a bit with that whole system and dieting. So there's actually a study that used a combination of calcium phosphate and potassium phosphate and sodium phosphate. And that was given to people who are dieting very strictly. And it actually gave them a 12 to 19% elevated metabolism than the dieters that were not using the phosphates. So if there's an issue and you don't want to go with a medication or maybe you just want to try to get yourself a little more balanced internally that might be something to look into um, everybody's going to have probably different grams or uh, milligrams for each type of the phosphate because it's probably going to be based on your uh, body weight size and all of that so again that's one of those things that if you feel like that's an issue for you first thing is to go talk to your doctor about it and be educated about it so that you can have a good conversation with him or her um, to find out what's best for you. Now, the last one is the biggest one. The biggest, biggest thing, tip for burning body fat. And I think you may have heard this a couple times before, but it still is write it down. Write down what you're eating. This is always one of those things that is so overlooked. And nowadays, there are apps to help you. You can just use a plain piece of paper. You know, I, I always talk about getting a notebook and just 
logging it right there in a regular old notebook. Anything that will help, but keeping track is what you need to do. And writing down everything you eat. You've probably heard stories about people that have used different apps to record their foods. And is it the app that's making them lose weight? No, it's not. It's the fact that they are actually conscious of what they eat. They're keeping track of it. They're able to see if they're not eating enough or skipping meals. And they're able to see if they're eating too much at certain meals. And basically, it's kind of like what we would do as trainers. You know, we ask you, how are your eating habits? You know, what do you eat? And we can kind of step outside and say, okay, this looks like the pattern, and this is what we need to fix. Well, you can kind of do that yourself. When you write things down, you'll be, be surprised how easy it is to see a pattern. Maybe you always skip lunch. Maybe you're always skipping a snack. Maybe your calories are always too low. Maybe you don't get enough protein. All of these things that are easy for you to see once you write it down. So keep a log, write it down, use an app, whatever it seems to be, but use that yourself not only to analyze what you're doing and what may be working or not, but it's also going to keep you honest and remind you that you know getting in shape is a day-by-day process. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't have to be restrictive or horrible, but it has to be consistent. And writing things down, and even if you just say, well, I'm going to commit to doing this for a month, then you're going to see changes because you'll be writing things down, you'll be noticing your patterns, and you'll be able to fix them. So of all of those tips, the most important one would be to write down what you're eating. I always say write down what time you eat because your timing is very important. You want to make sure you're eating at least every three to four, maybe five hours at the most throughout the day. So when I have clients do a food log for me, they write down the time they eat, what they eat, and how much. And if it applies to the particular person, I might have them write down their feelings, like maybe they were feeling depressed, or maybe they were feeling happy, or maybe they were out with friends. You know, whatever might help contribute to you not doing what you think you should be doing and sometimes people are perfect in what they eat and they're still hard on themselves so you can also look at your log and say hey no I did great this week so if I didn't lose weight that's okay because it's going to drop through the week after and that's something to keep in mind that you know what your weight never drops through after a good day or a good week it's usually the next week okay so that goes into that whole patience concept that we all tend to forget because we want it yesterday. So hopefully after these last couple of weeks when you've had all these 16 tips put together, you can choose one for each week to focus on or maybe just pick a couple throughout the year, whichever. Some of them are going to work for you and get you through any plateau that might be keeping that stubborn body fat on you. Now, for motivation, we're going to talk about ways to kind of pick yourself up when you're feeling down. Now, I know sometimes there's those days where, like today, nothing ever goes right. But you get through it, and it's okay, and it's kind of how you look at it and how you perceive the glass being either half empty, half full. But sometimes there's those other days where you just kind of really feel overwhelmed. Maybe things have gone really wrong with school, or maybe you broke up with your significant other, loved one, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, Um, or if you even lose a loved one, if someone passes away, whether it's a, a person or a pet, anything. And yes, it's part of life, but sometimes it can be even deeper 
and sometimes you need help and sometimes there's things that you can kind of fix yourself. Um, so what we're going to do is go over some things that you can do to help yourself feel better when you're feeling kind of down. And you certainly want to focus on these kind of things because you don't want that to take your self-esteem down, your self-confidence. These are all things that can easily happen when we get stuck in our own heads and kind of don't know where we're going or what we're doing and they can take us to some dark places. So let's see what we can do about making it better. So one of the first ways you can get yourself out of a funk is to go outside. Get some light, get some sunshine, get some of the warmth from the sun. Now you may have heard of melatonin, but did you know that a lack of exposure to sunlight is responsible for the secretion of it? The, melatonin is a hormone and that can actually trigger you feeling either sluggish or lethargic or a bad mood. Um, it's only produced in the dark, which is why it can be used to help you sleep. I mean, that's when it would be a good thing, but your body can also produce it itself. So if you're in a dark room all the time, feeling sad or whatever, just getting outside is going to actually help you with that. So if you actually are not out in the sun for a long time, then you're going to have that hormone triggered. Now, what the melatonin does is it actually lowers your body temperature and makes you feel sluggish. Again, that's why it's often recommended to help people sleep. So if you tend to keep your curtains closed, open them up and that can actually help you feel better, um, also help you get your butt out of bed. And it's also one of those reasons that many people suffer from depression more in the winter than in other seasons because it's darker. It's darker for longer hours. So if you kind of find yourself getting low in those seasons with less light, then all the more reason to get as much light as you can whenever you can. Of course, you can always turn some more lights on, but the best thing is to get that good old-fashioned natural sunshine. So maybe it might be eating outside or eating uh, in a place that is enclosed but close to a window. You know, all these little things add up. So think about taking a walk if you have to go someplace that's a short distance, um, parking farther away and walking. So again, just a more exposure to the sunshine. Now, the next thing that can help you if you're feeling down, and keep in mind that you can use one of these or two together or all of the above or any combination or whatever you want. So, you know, there's not ever too many things that you can't do at the same time that would not be good for you. So this is the, one of those things where do them all if you need to. Um, number two is to keep yourself busy. Get inspired to do something. You're more likely to overcome your feeling of depression or just kind of being down. Um, and I want to make sure you understand, I'm, I'm talking about just kind of some of those mullish days. You know, there is a clinical depression that is something that's completely different um, and needs to be dealt with with a professional. But some of those days where you kind of go up and down, maybe a little emotional at certain times, you know, these are the kind of things that we're talking about when we say depression. Because I want to make sure that if you really have an issue, you go see um, a doctor or a professional, okay? So anyways, um, if you keep your mind busy, a lot of times it'll take your mind off of what is bothering you. And when we get kind of down in the dumps, that's usually what's happening. Something's bothering us. So doing some activities that you like or doing some, some things that you just enjoy or keep you busy is going to help with that. Now, you don't have to have a lot of money to go out and do things. 
You can just go for a walk. You can go play some tennis or whatever. You can even just get into a book. Anything that's going to help you feel better, something that you enjoy. Now, what I've been doing recently with some people making suggestions, they have issues with um, eating too much at night. Then they get depressed because they ate too much and they feel like they've sabotaged themselves. So we've been looking at doing things with their hands that does not involve eating um, and different crafts that can be done with their hands. And a couple of people we've actually suggested um, coloring. They have young kids and I said, you know what, I used to love coloring when my daughter was young and I always found it very relaxing and that is something that's going to keep your hands busy and help you spend time with the kids too. Um, recently, I don't know why, but I've gotten into those cl clay polymer um, necklaces or figurines or whatever. I mean, I so much want to be artistic, but I am so not. But I found the clay kind of mushing it around and forming it and making shapes and then destroying it again because it didn't come out right. <laughs> Somehow I find it very relaxing. So that's kind of been what my go-to um, activity lately. Um, and painting. My daughter's gotten really into painting, so just doing some little painting. I guess it's the same as coloring. It's just a different medium. So anything that's going to keep your hands busy and get your mind off of it and something of course that you enjoy I mean nobody wants to like keep busy by cleaning the house um, although I'll let you know that is one of my escapes too when I'm really frustrated I start organizing things and cleaning things because yeah I hate to say I guess that does work for me it might work for you too and then it'll be something that's productive so hey it could be a win-win for you but either way get yourself busy get yourself inspired maybe you read a book about something that is uh, somebody that overcomes something whatever it doesn't have to be anything big or little just something to get you back on track now the next one goes along with that it's take a break sit down and relax and and really do it like you mean it it's sometimes it's really hard to detach and to relax and we get into that with yoga where we are supposed to sit there focus on the breathing clear your mind I don't know about you, but I cannot clear my mind. It is always running along. So maybe just laying down, sitting, listening to some music, um, just taking a nice warm bath, um, taking a break from your normal day-to-day -day activities and just goofing around. Maybe just going window shopping. I know my daughter and I love to do that. We go window shopping all day long. Can't afford half the stuff, but you know what? Doesn't matter. We look at it. We enjoy it. We have fun with it. We play around, and it's a it's a great great break and a nice fun time for us. So basically, have some fun. So relaxing doesn't have to be just sitting there doing nothing. It could just be something that you feel is easy and fun to do, and you are enjoying and laughing and able to kind of like get some of that stress out. Now, the next thing, of course, is to have a healthy diet and to stay in shape or stay fit because certainly there's a difference. You can be healthy but not necessarily um, maybe at your goal weight, but you can still be healthy. So uh, the one thing that we want to avoid lots of when you're stressed out, and I know it doesn't quite sound right, but it's true, you need to avoid sugar, caffeine, and alcohol. Um, I know those are usually the go-to things for when you are feeling kind of down, but you know the sugar and the caffeine can give you a little bit of energy, but you know that they are going to drop you, and that's going to cause some anxiety and tension, and of course that's not the point of trying to feel better. Then of course alcohol is a depressant, and you know a lot of people will drink to forget their problems, but it's really not helping that. They're actually aggravating the condition in the process. 
So your regular exercise is always your best depression buster because the endorphins, you know all about that. And as your endorphins are kind of your happy chemicals, you know, so it's a good chemical that is going to help you in many ways. You make your body healthy, make your mind healthy, make your attitude healthy. So they're stress reducing. And, you know, think of it as your happy time. Your exercise is your happy time. Um, I know a lot of times if, if I'm doing a workout and I have my headphones on and, and I have my music and it kind of kind of takes me away, it helps me get my stress out. And I've realized that sometimes a workout is good, but it's not that focus session that I needed in my brain to kind of escape unless I can kind of get to where I am and, you know, have my music on and really focus and not even notice anything else in the world for that 45 minutes or an hour. And that is one of my stress reducers. So this all kind of accumulates because there's no one thing that's going to work perfectly every time. So you pick and choose and figure out which is going to be appropriate for the time right then and there. Now, the last thing that you can do to help get yourself out of the dumps is to be social. And you know, nowadays we can be social on the computer, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, 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 sorry. Um, but you can also get face to face. You know, talk to your friends, uh, get some support from them, just spend time with them. Whether you're just playing a game of cards, whether it's go fish or war or whatever. I mean, it doesn't even have to be anything important. Just kind of being around other people. And of course, giving a hug or a pat or a handshake or whatever every once in a while, because that, that touch, that power of touch is also very important, especially to people you care about. And a lot of times we forget that. We take our loved ones for granted. And sometimes you just need to go up, give them a big old hug and tell them how you feel because life is too short. And you find that, you know, you, you may wish that you had expressed more outwardly how you felt. And maybe you think that person knows how much you care and how much you love them. But you know what? Go ahead and say it. And that's going to make you feel great. And of course, the hugging or embracing or whatever is going to make you feel even better on the inside. And you know what? That's what it's all about, isn't it? Just, you know, loving other people and helping other people and just making sure that, you know, everyone that we associate with knows how important they are to our lives because they are the ones that make our lives you know without our family and friends but what would we be doing we'd be sitting doing nothing that's what brings the joy for most people um, is associating with others and also getting out there and getting to know other people sometimes just going to the dog park with your dog you meet new people or you know you see other dogs and they're always so darn cute so you can't help but get in a good mood from that so here's what I want you to do. Go on the Fit Girl Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash fitgirlusa, and tell me what do you do when you're feeling kind of down in the dumps? How do you turn yourself around? Or what do you do to distract yourself and get yourself in a better mood? So I want to see what you do and see if it's anything like what I do or somebody else does. And sometimes you might give us all a good idea of something that we could be doing as well. You all are a great source of information for the fitness community that we have going on at the um, Facebook page and, you know, everywhere else we go. So get there and talk to me.
Now in training, I want to talk to you about the type of workouts that you'll find at the Quick Fit Club. These workouts are going to have a short warm-up, kind of get everything moving around, some light stretching, and then we basically use the exercises as a warm-up as well. So usually the first set is something that is light or even just body weight for the exercises. So you're actually doing what's a warm-up is supposed to do, warming up the muscles through a specific range of motion to prepare them for what the workout you're about to do. So you may, may do anywhere from two to three sets of different things, and your first one is always going to be a little bit easier, a little bit light, and then you'll also be stretching in between each set or each exercise. In the workouts, I like to combine upper body and lower body exercises, sometimes as supersets and sometimes both at the same time, because not only do they get you more work done quickly, but they also work a lot more of the abdominals, the lower back, the, the whole core system, because you have to stabilize, especially when you're doing two things at the same time. So you're saving time, but you're also hitting more muscles. And of course, the whole goal of workouts is to get as much done as you can in the least amount of time. And first thing is, of course, doing it all correctly. And then, of course, the second thing would be to do the exercises that are going to give you the most bang for your buck when it comes to changing your body. And those are your squats, your lunges, your back exercises, um, things that are multi-joint movements. So you'll end up finding in the workouts a lot of supersets, a lot of exercises of upper body, lower body supersets and combinations. Um, each workout is going to end, of course, with a light stretch. And we may not hit abdominals every single workout. That's okay, because you're going to learn that with every exercise you do, you are working your abdominals. You are keeping them tight. You are focusing on them. You're actually exhaling and tightening them at the same time. And this is something that you can learn to do. And it's basically as if you're working them all the time during every exercise you do, and to be honest with you, you don't have to work them directly as much. And of course, if you are, you're going to want to use a stability ball. And speaking of that, the workouts are set up so that the first day is going to be with dumbbells only. The second workout is with dumbbells and the resistance bands. And the third workout is with dumbbells and the stability ball. So if you don't have those items, you can certainly work around that um, with other dumbbells and and using just the floor or a bench in place of a stability ball. But you know what? Of several of the surveys I've done have told me that most people have a ball. They have an exercise ball, so you'll be able to put it to good use. And you know what? If you don't have one, you, you really might want to get one because you know what? They are so good for the abdominals. They're great for training the lower back. Um, they're really great to stretch on as well. So there's a lot of benefits to it. They can be kind of bulky and in the way, but you know, if you have some way to put it up on top of something, it gets out of the way a lot better that way. But anyways, those are the things that you would need for the workouts. And it's a nice thing too, because you'll learn exercises that if you end up going to the gym, you can use them and you'll be doing them correctly because you'll know how to do them correctly. See, it all works together. But um, the great thing I like about working out at home is that, you know what, you don't have to look fancy. You can throw on anything. You don't even have to have any makeup on. Certainly you need to have some decent shoes. But you know what, it's, it's not a show. 
okay? You don't have to worry about running into anybody you know, and you can just really take that time and focus on you and getting yourself where you want to be and focusing on the muscles and getting yourself stronger because that's the first step to getting yourself in great shape. And to be honest, as you get older, you need that body strength. You need that muscle to keep yourself strong because unfortunately, as you get older and older, you're going to lose some of that. Now, I'm not talking about 40 or 50. I'm talking about 80, 85, 90, because yes, I see a lot of people that age and I work with a lot of people that age and the strength is very important. And the ones that have been working out since they were like 79 or 80 and are now 86 or 88 have much better balance and much better stamina and just enjoy their lives a lot more than people that hadn't worked out. So think of longevity. I mean, because that's life and you can't make up for a whole lifetime of exercise or non-exercise in two months. You can certainly change your body a lot, but the key is to keep up with it so that it's going to enhance your life, your lifestyle. Everything's going to feel better, feel easier to do, and you'll hopefully be around a lot longer. So just a quick reminder, get on over to quickfitclub.com and go over and get your free membership so that you can try out the videos and the next couple of months worth of content so that you can kind of give you some feedback and let me know what you like, what you don't like, and all that kind of good stuff. And also go to the Fit Girl USA Facebook page and tell me what you do when you're feeling down in the dumps. So that's your homework, and hopefully I'll see you next week or be here next week with another podcast. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever. If you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health, nutrition, and motivation, visit fitnessmakeover.com, allinoneworkout.com, or coachkira.com.